Hello, and welcome to another episode of Frank and Beans. <laughs> Frank and Beans. I'm Frank, and this is Beans. Welcome. Are you done? I can be. Episode 2 of the Keep Up Podcast. I'm Tim. I'm Brett. Yes. We're back. <laughs> We're back, people. After that first episode of Perfection. Which I now, it's funny you should say that. We've now heard our own first podcast. Mm-hmm. What do you, I mean, what do you think? Was there anything you heard that you were like embarrassed about or? Just hearing my voice in general is embarrassing. <laughs> Listening to myself Why? talk about things. Listen, I think your voice is great. Thank you. You're weird. Thanks. Now, the one thing... I already told you this, I think, but the mm-hmm. one thing I was embarrassed about is listening back when we were talking about Jeff Johns. Did mm-hmm. I tell you this already? You might have. I thought I did. Where I was like... Say it again. Right, right. I, I said, uh, I believe he wrote Blackest Night, which mm-hmm. is like one of the dumbest things I said on the podcast because he definitely... Blackest Night, when it came out, was like one of the biggest events going on <laughs> in comic books. And I'm like, I think it was him. But uh, that's you thought you didn't know. I knew. Then why didn't you say that? I don't know. I maybe you're covering your bases. I know that's what it was. You're you know? playing the safe game. I was just being stupid. Brett, I mean, look at your face. Do you want to talk about TV? I guess so. <laughs> okay. Television. So let's see. TV. You start. You look like you're ready to talk about television. I have a question for you. I, you know, I didn't pass school for a reason. I really did, but grade school at least. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. Mm -hmm. You watch TV shows. Yeah, I think. Who do you think is your, not your favorite, who's Mm -hmm. the best child actor on TV right now that you've seen? Right now? Yeah. Of the shows that you're watching. How many child actors are there? I mean... Do you want me to list some? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll list the shows with child actors. I won't, you know, give specific names. Uh-huh. Not because I don't know them all. Because <laughs> that's stupid. Of course I do. That's ridiculous. <laughs> of course. Of course I know them all. <laughs> Please help. Once Upon a Time. Oh, yes. Gotham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, go on, brother. Um, <laughs> Let's see, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't have anybody. Flash, no thanks. That, well, not, no. I mean, do you consider Thea in Arrow? She, no. No? No. She was young at the beginning. So I guess out of those two. <laughs> Crap, is that it? <laughs> I mean, there are child actors in shows, but nothing I watch. Who am I missing? Um, I mean, obviously I'm missing a ton because I listed two shows. <laughs> Anyways, no, those are probably the only two I can think of anyways. So, I like... There's a there's a lot in Gotham, though. Right. There are a lot in... There is are. Is are. A lot. Yeah. Um, but I like... Um, I like Henry from Once Upon a Time. You do. But I like him when he was younger, not how he is now. Is he in his awkward stage he's now? He's in that awkward that puberty stage where, like, yeah. acting... He's trying to figure out who he is. Right. In, in life. real life. In real life. Right. So, like, how, you know, he can't decide who he is in fake life either. All right. So that was a, a poorly executed segue <laughs> to the fact that I love Gotham. <laughs> yes, of course. And I came into this saying, thinking that I was going to say, uh, man, is it Mazuz? David Mazuz, I think is how you say his name. Sure. He plays our beloved Bruce Wayne in Gotham. <gasps> yes. And the kid is unbelievable. He's really good. It's uh, how old is he actually? Uh, Click his face on IMDb. Wait a tick. Wait a tick. Our main man here is, is, is he's 5'4". Five, he's 5'4", five four, four and a half. Uh-huh. Wow, IMDb is oddly specific with the heights. <laughs> it must have said what year he was born at the top. I'm sure it did, dude. I don't know how to... 13! Na- I punched the mic, but he's aged 13. Aged 13. <laughs> at yeah. February 2014, so he must yeah. be... Oh, yeah. What year is it? Uh, he's 14. 14. Kids killing it on Gotham. For 14 years old? Killing it. I can't even talk now. Dude, I watched it up. Oh, you're not caught up. I didn't watch the newest episode. Okay, no. I watched the newest episode last night, which mm-hmm. today is uh, what's today? It is it's Wednesday. Wednesday, November eleventh. Wow. So okay, two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. So I watched and the, the newest... time is two forty five. 
Uh, I watched the newest episode last night. Um, we DVR'd it, mm-hmm. as people do. Yeah, I mean, it's the only way to watch stuff. It was incredible. Really? And his performance in particular, I mean, I love Gotham, so mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm gushing a bit because I love this show anyways. But he just, dude, there's one scene in particular. I won't say it because you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And maybe you haven't seen it out there in listener land. Um <laughs> But, yeah, it's a beautiful place to be. Yeah, That's no, where I am most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> except for right now. <laughs> right, podcastingly. Um, so it's uh, it's just this incredible scene between he and Alfred, whose relationship is so interesting already. Oh, they work so well together. I know. And at the beginning of the show, it was so strange for me to see Alfred in any other form mm-hmm. other than the already aged and wise version that we see Which, all the time. Which, I mean, the actor they picked is kind of old. He looks old. He looks sure. aged. He's older, but he's not like the, the slow-moving right. butler that we're used to seeing. Um, it's just so much more of a... And seeing him deal with Bruce as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, where he's kind of like frustrating at times. And we've seen that kind of side of Alfred reacting to that. And, mm-hmm. But now we're getting to the part where we're seeing him become more of a, I guess, a father figure and like a leader in, mm-hmm. in Bruce's life, a mentor of sorts. So... It's just, there's this scene that's unbelievable, and um, David Mazou's just, like, wrecks it. Like, mm-hmm. I was almost in tears by the end of the scene. <laughs> I was like, this little kid's killing me right now. It's just, I don't know, there's just something amazing about... Yeah, it's impressive. It like, really is. How well child actors can be nowadays. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wonder if he, like, went to school for it, or he's just naturally that good. They just picked him up off the street. I'm always, I'm always curious about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you want to be a child actor? Um, Do you think it would, like... Not ruin your life. Okay, but. let's specify the question. Would I, in retrospect, want to have been an actor as a child? Or are you asking me if when I was a child, would I have wanted to act? Uh, the first thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so if you could go back in time as a kid and for some reason become a child actor. Yeah, it's an industry <laughs> that I love so much. So looking back, it's like, yeah, if I had the opportunity. But I think when I was younger, mm-hmm. that type of stuff wasn't even on my radar, like becoming that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because we live in New Hampshire and it's not like... <laughs> There's I, scouts everywhere looking yeah, for us. Like the, and also, my only experience in theater mm-hmm. was later in high school. I think it was my senior year oh, I was in a play. play you you remember that? Oh, Dude, I remember that. Man, played King Alonzo. And, <laughs> and, and it was in The Tempest. Shakespeare's The Tempest. Yeah, that's my favorite play, right next to um, Wind in the Town of Tin Cats. Okay, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It kind of sounds like a Miyazaki film. <laughs> it does, too. <laughs> what is it? Wind in the Town of the Tin Cats? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can see it now, the animation. I got it right. Immediately I saw like something bouncing across the screen. I need to I need to write that down. We'll send him a nice letter. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Uh, I already forgot the name though. It's a good thing it's recorded. Yeah. The benefit of being in podcast land and not listener <laughs> land. Um that's a tough question, man. I I would love, you know, it's a goal of mine to somehow like be a part of that. Like, I would love to act now. Mm-hmm. If that opportunity came about now, absolutely 100%. Um, oh, now, oh, yeah. Right you now. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, I understand it more now. I like it a lot more now. I think as a kid, like, that's what's amazing, I guess, about seeing, like, these younger kids on these shows. And again, mm-hmm. they probably grew up in a complete, like, if you grew up in LA, mm-hmm. your parents are in the industry, stuff like that, just your circumstances. It's so interesting to me how that affects right. your view. Kind of like royalty. Like, if you're if you were born <laughs> yeah. in the right family, that's, you that's get the true. privilege. Yeah. Cause like, I'm looking on IMDb and he's got all these pictures of him as a younger. I, I've probably seen him and stuff and didn't recognize him because mm-hmm. he's just growing up. But um, yeah, all this other stuff that he's been in since he was even younger. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, it's just a, that's such an interesting concept. I don't know. I, It's hard to say. So you think you wouldn't be? I don't think so because also how do you avoid exposing? Like what if you're in an R-rated movie and there's like guys getting shot off to death and stuff? See, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you know what made me think about that a lot was um, uh, Chloe Moretz. Mm-hmm. She's in a lot of, uh, I guess, I don't know what you'd call them, like darker films, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, to generalize. But starting off with... Um, Hit Girl and Kick Ass, and then she was in um, the, the remake of Let Me In, mm-hmm. uh, Carrie. Uh, she's been in a couple other ones, but she does almost exclusively like pretty dark movies. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking about that because when she played Hit Girl, I think she was 13. She was young, that's for sure. Yeah, and I was curious about, she may have even been 11. She was really young. I mean, now, I think 
now she's 18. I think she's... Uh, okay. Kick-Ass uh, came out a while ago. Yeah. Maybe. But, um, but either way, that was one thing that kind of caught my attention. I was like, I wonder, like, because, you know, uh, you can't necessarily, you can't really judge anyone by a movie they're in. Mm-hmm. But I, that was I probably what sent me on the thought of, like, what if my 11-year-old daughter got offered a like a spot in a movie like that. Like a hit girl role. It would kind of be on me. Like if I give her the opportunity to do it, it's Mm kind of on me as the parent to like guide her through whatever it is. Like it's a lot of lessons really fast. I think I'd probably be learning a lot. Yeah. So I don't know. I would also say as a younger person, Mm -hmm. if an opportunity came up to me, I don't know if like middle school me would have taken the opportunity. Cause I was like, I don't know, mm-hmm. self-conscious and like I'd be worried about I don't know, man. That's an interesting It's interesting a tough question, question I know. Um but yeah, I so he's he's like blowing me away on Gotham. Like I really love watching his character develop and talking everything. about um, um young David Mazuz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh mm-hmm. again, I thought I was going to come on here and say he was my favorite, but I'm looking um yep, another tough name. Man, why are all the names so difficult? Cameron Bikendova? Sure. Bikendova? Mm-hmm. The lovely young lady who plays Selena on Gotham. Oh, she is so good. Is so good. Mm-hmm. And part of it is just like, I mean, I, it you know, we got to credit the writers too. Like right. She, Director, writers, everyone. Yeah, I mean, everyone involved with like the development of her character and her and Bruce's interactions are like some of my favorite things on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sweet because it's such a popular like dynamic later on in exactly Batman. yeah and it's so sweet that you get to see him develop as kids and later she does she's well depends on what you read but you know she doesn't know he's batman mm-hmm. but he knows who she is from the beginning sure but she thinks you know batman later on is just another vigilante so it's cool because you get to see their relationship develop right on and like multiple levels the origin of it and everything and mm-hmm. one thing i love about her character is how heartbreaking it is to watch her pretend she doesn't care about people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are so many instances throughout the show where you can tell that she's feeling like emotional about something or she wants to stay with someone mm-hmm. um, or get closer to them, but she's still scared of getting closer. And we haven't, you know, they haven't explored really the idea of her parents much right. yet. Like it's come up here and there, but mm-hmm. I just, and she's just so good um, at showing those Showing her not showing emotions. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> She's like, very good at being cold. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's really, really good. Um, yeah, I freaking love that show. Yeah, Gotham, they're really, they're hitting it. It's, it's, oh, it's cool because it's on Fox, too. It's like, uh, you can't, I don't normally expect Fox to make great superhero shows. That's tough to hit. Even yeah, though it, it's not really It's kind of not, yeah. I mean, it's, Batman's that whole thing, though, where it kind of transcends superhero and, like, crime stories, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's whole detective comics origin. And right. Stuff that's like true. That. Um, you were saying something earlier about Gotham. What did yes. You... So, uh, Fox announced their, uh, scheduling for, you know, next year and stuff, what they're uh-huh. doing. So <clears throat> Gotham's going to have a three month hiatus, um, at the end of November, the last episode for, um, mid season finale. Really? Which drives me crazy. Cause they're coming back February 29th is what they said. So wait, it's still same season though, but it's same a, season. Mid season okay. finale is what they're called. So that brings me to the idea of when did mid season finales become a thing? Dude, I don't even know. You know? I, I mean, first of all, let's say that <laughs> whether or not something's in the same season, that line's getting really blurry. Really like, blurry. They're taking a three month hiatus. I know. So they're ending in November, December, January, and then the end of February. That is such a long time that to is. like be a, on a break. But all the shows do it now. Right. And so. Do you know if that's, I don't know if I've ever kept track of like, what's a com, is it usually three months? Between? Um, a lot of the time it's even later. Uh, but then again, they also stop later. Like last year, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ended like December and mm-hmm. they came back at the end of March. Like it was, man. so it's really, it's a long gap. It's a long time. Yeah. I, I mean, the first, the first show I think I remember really experiencing it was The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really the first as far back as I can remember. Yeah, I think season three of The Walking Dead was the one... That was the season I was watching regularly, weekly, and the mid-season finale hit, and it felt like the end, Mm -hmm. you know, like... Oh, it's such a good ending point? Yeah. Just like a season finale. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. that's when... And then I was like, okay, we're only... I think it was six episodes in at the time. And... um, 
I don't know that. Uh, I'm glad I stopped talking. <laughs> just then so we can hear that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was when it first really hit me. So, um, but yeah, they all, I mean, all do it now. I, I mean, don't remember it being like that before. I do remember like holidays. They took a break, so sure. like, they skipped an episode. But that on was Thanksgiving. Yeah, on okay, Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I. For some reason, maybe they've always done it. I've never noticed, but I don't remember shows ever doing it. I that. don't think so, man. I think it's a, I think it's a newer concept. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I don't know, that's a good point, too, because I'm thinking back. When I would watch shows as a kid, and, you know, like, I guess early, early double digits, like mm-hmm. mid-teens or whatever. Like, I remember watching Buffy, mm-hmm. but I would watch it randomly. I would catch random episodes right. here and there. I wasn't so, like... I didn't. I don't think it clicked with me mm-hmm. that you're watching an ongoing story, and if you miss a couple episodes, you might not know what's going on. Right. Um, so I didn't. You know, it's, that's an interesting point that I wasn't paying attention back then to mm-hmm. end of the season, end of mid season. I was just like, oh, Buffy's on. Yeah. You know, just like, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just watch, watch it. it. Yeah. And that was also before the time of you know DVR and choosing what you're going to watch right. when. It you was had the just, VHS stuff. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I kind of, I kind of missed the whole allure of like flipping through a channel and being like, oh, this is on, because mm-hmm. I don't ever do it anymore. Right, because nowadays you have the guide, so mm-hmm. like if it's something you don't want to watch, just right. go find the show you want to watch. Yeah. And I do, I, I agree with you, I do miss the fact that like if you're flipping through and there's a good movie on, you're like, yeah. cool, I'm going to watch this. Right. But and nowadays that, we can get it literally anyway. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, so I don't know, the origin of the mid-season finale, mid-season Yeah, it just drives me crazy because it is such a break. I mean, it's also good because we do get kind of a break, you know, if we're watching 10 shows at once. Right. If we skip out on one, we can catch up. I feel like they all kind of end. Do you think that's why? Like, I wonder what the benefit is for Mm -hmm. it. I bet it's... The other thing I think of is what if they need... Do they need to record more stuff or more time to edit or... Mm. Because a lot of shows seem to finish, like, you got to think, if a new season comes out every year... Yeah. Then they must have a specific time to, uh, you know, record to film. Yeah. So I wonder if the mid-season finale gives them a chance to record some scenes to right. finish off the season or right. to start on the next season. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't some know. Some episodes do start out, um, you know, like in the summer and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know, like, um, you know, if you follow, um, oh shoot, what's his name? I don't know. Arrow. Um, Steve Amell. Yeah, like if you follow Stephen Amell on uh, Facebook and whatnot. He'll post videos randomly, and I remember, I think just before, maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I think just before the newest season started airing, Mm -hmm. he posted something uh, like a a video on Facebook saying, we just wrapped on episode four of season four. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think- When was this? I think it was right before season four started airing. Okay. So like within like the month before that. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I bet they could edit the episodes pretty quick. Sure. I'd be yeah. curious to look that up and see. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have that info on the next podcast. That's true. Um, so that makes me think of like movies that used to have intermissions halfway through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do like, you have anything else for TV or you want to move into movies? No, I got nothing else for TV. So Let's do movies. Ooh, ooh, let's go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched anything recently? Uh, movie-wise, yeah. not really. No? All right, so I have one. I kind of was not sure where this would fall in the podcast, but mm-hmm. it's a movie. I watched a documentary on Netflix the other day, Video Games, the movie. Ah, Have you seen it? Yep. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. That's it, about the history <clears throat> of gaming, right? Yeah, so it goes all the way back to literally the origins of the first like tech group in college that was making... Um, that freaking tank game or whatever? It was a... Uh, it was like a... A 10-inch circular screen mm-hmm. with stars, and it, it almost looked like the birth of Asteroids, the game okay. Asteroids. Um, it was just like these two lights bouncing around. Mm-hmm. and um, Oh, I wonder what that did to your eyes. Oh, man. I, but it's crazy because it just talks about how incredible it was to everyone mm-hmm. um, seeing some sort of like interactive video game. It was like this huge, massive yeah. thing. And it's cool. It goes through the whole history. Um, I think it came out in 2014. Yep. So it mostly, it goes up to 2013 as far as the history, but that was up to current gen. Okay. So it talks about the Xbox One and the mm-hmm. PS4. Um, but it's so cool. Like I'm trying to think of one of the most interesting things about it is, oh, also it's uh, it's narrated by Sean Astin. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who is he? Uh, Sean Astin? Mm-hmm. Dude. Dude. Goonies. Goonies? Come oh, on, I man. see him. 
Let me go ahead and pull up. Uh, <laughs> Too bad they're not showing whatever he was in. There we go. Special for you. Oh, he was in freaking Lord of the Rings. <clears throat> yeah, dude. Goonies, Lord of the Rings. Uh, who um, is he? What's his name? Sam? Yes. In Lord of the Rings? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Um, so he he narrates it. Also, um, there's a bunch of others. Zach Braff's in it. Oh, wow. Um, Will Wheaton's in it. <gasps> Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Um, who else? There was someone else that... Oh, Chris Hardwick, of course. Yeah, Chris Hardwick's in it. Oh, Max Landis is in it, who, mm-hmm. um, he's the writer of, uh, um, 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 Yeah, um, that's my um, favorite um, show. Um, um, Chronicle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, it's, it's just really cool. So, all of them come on and they talk about kind of their history with video games and, one of the things I thought was really cool was they cover the whole idea, which this is a, a discussion. I feel like most people who are in the gaming community or play video games to any degree mm-hmm. would probably agree that it's definitely an art form all its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they kind of talk about how video games have taken heat from angry parents and people who don't really understand the medium. Freaking as, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they talked about, um, was it Mortal Kombat or Grand Theft Auto? They showed a couple quick like court mm-hmm. cases and stuff like that. Um, which is crazy to me. I get how violent it is, but mm-hmm. you got to think of movies at the time and stuff. Obviously, they sure. had the rating system. And that's see, that's one of the things. Uh, they went through some of the stats, and uh, it was surprising. Like It said something like 88% of parents understand and utilize the rating systems in vi- on video games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is it? E for everyone, T for teen, M for mature, and then there's some in and out of those, uh, yeah, that range. Um, AO, adults only, which yeah. I haven't seen a game in years with AO. Yeah. Was last it one, one like Le- Leisure Suit Larry? <laughs> <laughs> I think the last one that I can remember is Manhunt 2, mm. which that wasn't even that bad. But Was it just violence? Yeah, or? it was just super hmm. violent. and uh, Like the newest Grand Theft Auto, you have naked guys running around and you see their dinglings. <laughs> you, can, you can do, like, not do things with the dinglings, but you, <laughs> <laughs> you can, like, shoot it and it, 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 there's just... It's funny to think... And that's mature, right? Yeah, that's only rated M. So Even Mortal Kombat. Right. It doesn't get much more brutal than the newer Mortal Kombat. So So I wonder what A is entitled. Like, I wonder if the A rating just goes with the times. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's weird to think, because, like, I would think GTA would totally get an A, because you see dinglings everywhere. Yeah. That's um, weird. I didn't know there were any... uh... Yeah, there's, like, a big cult of naked guys, and you can bring women and men and whoever to it, and they'll eat them or get them to go into the cult. They eat them? Yeah, they're cannibals. They're weird. Spoiler alert. (laughs) It's not a... (laughs) They're cannibals. They're weird. You know, you (laughs) can kill them. cannibals. (laughs) (laughs) What? They're hungry, and you're just a friend. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, so Video Games, the movie, was a pretty cool documentary. Again, Mm -hmm. it's on Netflix, so if you want to watch it, I would say it's worth a watch. Mm -hmm. It felt a little lengthy, but... um, How long is it? It's, I want to say, yeah, it was an hour, 41 minutes, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it's not like super crazy long, but there were just a couple moments, I guess, where I felt like it was over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will give it that, um, on your way through it, when you start to feel like it's kind of over, they would then jump to a point that was super cool. Like they basically go from way back. I want to say like, uh, mid sixties, early seventies. Mm-hmm. And then they go all the way up to 2013 mm-hmm. and talk newest gen. And then they go back again and talk about how the entire market almost crashed. Oh yeah. Um, so they talk about, uh, how Atari was, um, oh, ET is that? Yeah. That's where they go to ET, ET was because, the killer. Right. Cause Atari was the first one. They kind of go back and forth a little bit about like, who's the godfather of gaming. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to say cause they're, you know, the inventors of Pong and then, uh, those who actually launched Atari as mm-hmm. like a home entertainment system. And who do you think, what do you think's the king? Um, man, it's funny. I, I guess like I fall in the camp of a lot of the people in the documentary who are like, it's really hard to say, mm-hmm. but after watching it, as we know it today, mm-hmm. um, there were two that stuck out to me. The launch of Atari was a big deal mm-hmm. because that was a home entertainment system with options for games. Right. It wasn't like a you buy like a Pong system mm-hmm. and you just play that game or whatever. Um, but then the other argument was for um, uh, Nintendo. NES? Uh, yes. Yep. Well, um, who's the, uh, I don't know, the founder of Nintendo or... Miyamoto? Um, yeah. Um, Miyamoto? Yes. So they were talked about uh, Miyamoto and how, like, it's really hard to argue. Because he him. saved it. He's the one yeah, who like, saved the market. <laughs> exactly. So those two kind of stick out to me because mm-hmm. there was a lot of, you know, it was very revolutionized with Nintendo. And that's one of the points I wanted to talk about is, <clears throat> excuse me, they talk about 
how it almost crashed with E.T. Mm -hmm. And basically what happened with the video game industry was um, the Atari came out and they started to feel like they were invincible. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, new uh, market was unbreakable. Everyone was going to buy whatever you put out. So Mm -hmm. they started mass producing games. So the games like plummeted in quality. Mm -hmm. And then the E.T. deal, I guess, was like a last minute deal before the holidays because E.T. was massive in the 80s. They pumped out like I don't even know what the figure was they said like millions Huge, yeah. yeah it was really big and basically they all ended up in a landfill because mm-hmm. it was the biggest which was so sweet they found that yeah oh that's right that's right did they talk about it in the movie no no okay because no. it, it did happen recently I don't remember if they did but uh yeah they found the landfill where all the ETs were that's wicked funny so it's crazy because it's it was such a myth nobody actually knew if it was real like because that know, it was out there right that, this landfill full and of then ET they um things. Uh, there's a video, there's a movie with it and stuff, but uh, basically they ended up finding some um, in, I'm not sure where. Yeah. I want to say know. Mexico, but. I yeah, know, look it up. See if you can find it. That's wicked funny. I um, remember hearing that story. Yeah, but it's just crazy how like, that that's proof of how ridiculous, right. how many they made. They really and, just tossed them out because it was just a massive uh, bomb. Failure, yeah. yeah. And then I guess after that, you know, they, they took a pretty heavy hit in the video game industry and... Um, but one thing that they mentioned about Nintendo and, um, you know, some of the later systems was mm-hmm. what developers realized was, uh, did you find it? Yes. Where was it? Uh, I'm still looking for location. Come on, man. You said yes. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, Alma Gordo, New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. That's <laughs> funny, man. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. <clears throat> yeah. So... Actually, is E.T. like a sought-after game for Atari now? Um, is it hard to find? It's it's not that... It, I think it was so bad that... It, uh, it's not rare. I don't think it's oh, rare because okay. there was a lot of them. Right. In, uh, and then after this, it's I just saw uh, 700,000 cartridges of various titles were found in that oh like, landfill. Oh, my gosh, dude. That was... So they thought the industry was like over at that point. Right. They were like, see you later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, because it was still so relatively new mm-hmm. and... What what I thought was so cool is, because I've never thought about it in these terms, as I said, what Nintendo got right and, uh, you know, other developers started to realize was people playing love to identify with a certain character, not just be like an obscure shape shooting mm-hmm. spaceships mm-hmm. or whatever. So... Um, and then they started talking about the birth of Mario and like different characters that right. you learn to love the characters. So you're invested in them and doing what they can do. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, man, that's so cool. That's, that's a game changer. Right. Once you realize, no, no pun intended. <laughs> um, once, <laughs> once you realize, you know, it's not just a matter of making, um, you know, the rules of the game and this is how you play. It's kind of like board game at that point, mm-hmm. but it becomes like Inventing a character, and then later that's how it developed into what's the story. And it's just like an iconic movie. Yeah. You remember the character, yep. so you want to follow and get you know involved with the character. Exactly. And stuff. Or even if you look at like a board game, mm-hmm. you take Monopoly and turn it into your favorite franchise. Right. I want to play Ninja Turtles Monopoly instead of regular Monopoly. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's genius because I get to be Raphael. So. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So it was a pretty interesting documentary. You've seen it, right? Yeah. Yep. It? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was. Uh, I remember it being pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of documentaries. A lot really? of them are. Um, I don't know, slow pace for me. Yeah. But yeah. It, it was something I was interested in, so right. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought um, it was definitely worth a watch. Netflix, you said. Yeah, it is. It's mm-hmm. on Netflix right now. Um, it's. Uh, it was fun, man. It was fun watching. Kind of, I guess people talk about it from that perspective of it's definitely an art form. Mm-hmm. You know, even the everything that goes into it, you almost have a culmination of art forms where you oh, have, yeah, it's so many you different have people artists. composing, you have people illustrating, mm-hmm. character design, level design, uh, all the tech that goes into it, mm-hmm. sound design, voice acting, like it's literally everything. There is so much involved in a game. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and uh, it's amazing to think that there's so many opportunities to like uh, create the game, you know, mm-hmm. it creates so many jobs. And it's, right. it's really, it's such a great medium. It I really think. is, yeah. And it's, you know, I think they... I forget who it was, but someone in the documentary mentioned that it's kind of a uh, a less understood art form and medium. So mm-hmm. people, you know, it kind of, it's still in development, kind mm-hmm. of. Even though, like, graphics and everything, everything's developed more. It's obviously, the gaming community is massive now compared to what it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's not weird to have a video game system no, anymore. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. common. Um, they said the average gaming age is 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which, it, I guess... 
I don't know. I would feel like there would be a lot more kids with it, but... Yeah, but they said on average, that's what you get. And I think mm-hmm. that's partially because, I mean, our generation is the generation that grew up with so much development happening. Right. You know, so we're still playing because we... Or playing again. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't play games for years and years. When PS2 came out, I was like, okay, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then you left it again after that. Yep, absolutely. And uh, That's crazy to me to think. I've been playing them since I was freaking, like, two. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just... I mean, there's... Yeah, for me, it's just been like whether or not I can afford the time right. and stuff like that. But that's the other thing. Um, Money's killer. It's oh, an yeah. Expensive hobby. That's it is. For sure. It is. But it makes sense, man. Everything that goes into it, right. it's like, it's so nuts. And, and uh, yeah, I, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I forget who said it, but they were talking about how um, it is, it can be so stressful working on it. Mm-hmm. And,. I'm like, you know, that's what I always wondered. Like, with everything that goes into a game, mm-hmm. it has to be so tedious oh to program, like, the open world games and the things you can interact with. So to hear someone who's in the industry, <clears throat> excuse me, in the industry being like, yeah, sometimes I don't know why I do it. Like, he's <laughs> obviously joking. Right. Like, earlier in the documentary, he's talking about how much he loved it. But mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It only makes sense that something so beautiful as, like, the new Fallout, right. say, has to be such a pain to create like it's got to be awful <laughs> yeah it's especially bugs like oh like, yeah going back oh, yeah there's just it, there's just so much to go into mm-hmm. it they were talking um, about uh the how the beta the beta system that they use now mm-hmm. is one of the most valuable tools that oh, they yeah. have because once they get to beta stage they put it out the feedback they get from the players is mm-hmm. the best thing they can possibly get right um so that's a really cool development and uh, the last thing I'll mention about it, I know I've been going on about it for a little while, but it, it, it had a lot of cool information. Yeah, it's a good subject. Well, one thing I thought was really interesting was um, talking about the indie scene now, mm-hmm. like indie developers oh, and all this stuff. huge. Huge, right? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about it because I'm, you know, most effectively I'm a musician mm-hmm. and I was seeing all these parallels between indie game developers and like independent musicians Mm -hmm. and they were talking about how as an indie game developer if you're not working for this massive company like okay look at nintendo say they have a game coming out they have 200 people involved in making this single game probably Mm -hmm. more um if someone has like a quick idea like oh what if we did this you got to get 200 people on board yeah to like roll with that change you Mm -hmm. know He's like, if you and three of your buddies are working on an indie and you're, it's just a passion project, you just love it, and one of you has an idea, it only takes, you know, whatever, three, four people to right. agree, and you just make it happen, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of the best games out right now are indie Right. Games. And they, they were talking about how basically you make the game, mm-hmm. it's a passion project, you make it as good as you possibly can make it, mm-hmm. you put it out, and you let the fans do the rest. Right. Because... You know, and not saying it in a manner of like laziness or anything, but mm-hmm. like you just put out the best product you can put out and people are going to make it well known because mm-hmm. they love it so much. They're playing with their friends and, you know, so all that stuff. Whereas as a developer, and obviously there's perks to working for a developer, right, and like right. big company, but you have these expectations already on you to create something that is semi-familiar, but mm-hmm. also new and amazing. And so I just, I thought that was interesting because as the music industry has changed so much. Mm -hmm. There's so many more artists now doing things independently. And it's a similar thing. If you and your band have a a decision you want to make, a change you want to make, you just have to decide within your band, Right. okay, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. You put out your own record. Granted, you don't have all the marketing and the backing. You might... Backing? Backing. <clears throat> you know, the yeah. backing. It's an industry term. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, you got to be in it to understand yeah, it. Yeah, us in the biz really covet backing. <clears throat> what? I don't know. That just hurt to hear. I'm sorry. Um. Anyways, you get yeah. what I'm saying. So no, I do. I it do. was just an interesting thing. I was like, man, it's just like any industry. Like on an independent level, if you're willing to put in the work, you have, you can have really, really good results mm-hmm. and really, really good feedback. And um, I don't know. That interested me is all. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah. Indie. Let's make some indie games, right? I would love to. Dude, it would be sweet. I, I can't do the programming, though. I don't know anything about it. I would love to know more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so technical. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, they were just showing some quick screenshots of dudes, like, fiddling around on computers, and I could see, like, and then they would show, like, what it turned into, and mm-hmm. I'm like, how the hell? <laughs> how do you get from that to... <clears throat> all you did was mind. type in the word QWERTY, and you yeah. got, like, <laughs> six guys charging at you with machine guns. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, uh, it's cool. So before we jump to our next subject, I did want to talk about one more. I did. 
do. I do want to talk about one more thing. Sure. You did and you uh, do. Yeah. You haven't done it yet, so I'm sure you right, did. Right, I'm about to yeah. do it. So. You're okay, do so Ridley Scott is talking yeah. about his uh, future alien, well, Prometheus sequels. Okay, okay. And uh, just today he was talking about how um, the next, or the next two Prometheus movies mm-hmm. are going to explain the origins of the aliens. Like the true origins. Like okay. who created the aliens. Oh, all right. So, whoa. Yeah, which, first of all, I didn't even think the alien. Uh, I mean, spoilers here, by the way. At the very end of Prometheus. Oh, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Prometheus? No. <gasps> okay, well, Brett just ruined my life. We'll oh. have to watch that. Oh, Should I leave the room for a minute? <laughs> so I can see. <laughs> I've wanted to see it for so long. Mm hmm. But, uh, and I even have a copy of it sitting around, but I just All right, haven't. we'll watch that for our next episode so we can talk about it. Because, okay. Dude, it's, I think it's one of my favorite sci-fi dude, movies. Dude, I totally just, like, blocked whatever you're going to say. It's killer. No, I'm um, glad, because then we can watch it and talk about all it. All right. But, yeah, so, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. I right? almost just let you keep going, but no. I was like, no, stop. I wasn't going to say anything huge, but it's, uh, it's, it's okay. We can, we can watch it and talk okay. about it. So, all folks. Right. Tune in next week for that bit. A little Prometheus action. All yeah. Right. Um, oh, so good, though. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I know, dude, for years. I've just been... Dude, I saw it in the theaters twice. That's how good it was. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I heard mixed things. I heard people hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't hate it. It's very divided. People mm, yeah. stay true to Aliens or okay. Alien, uh, and people really love this one, too. Mm. It's it's really divided. I'm the people who really like this. Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, Oh, it's one of my favorite sci-fi movies. Really? Mm-hmm. Dude, I love sci-fi just in general, so I'm definitely stoked to watch that. Yeah, but... so we'll watch it next okay. episode so you guys can hear us talk about the greatness. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so he's talking about the next two films that come out are going to really talk about the origin. Yes, and like, he specifically said who created the aliens. Really? Which, see, I had to talk about the other movie to to do this, but I'll, I'll try to... Is Let me ask you this. Is it established in Prometheus that they have like a creator? No. Which completely confuses me. That's a weird thing. That seems kind of bold. Well, yeah, something happens in it where it's not, it's not established that there is a creator. It's right. but then also it could lead to it because someone deals with the the things and huh. the stuff. That's really interesting. So uh, it just made me think. Did you ever think they were created? Uh, no, you just you always just, assume they're a race of aliens. You didn't play the game either, did you? Which one? Uh, Isolation, the newest one. No. Okay, maybe that's something we'll play too because that's okay. really really good. Um, and uh, it, it uh, obviously it doesn't delve in the world of who created it and stuff, uh-huh. but it gives me the idea that they're just aliens floating out there. You know, that's what I've always thought. I mean, because I have seen, I did see the original, what, uh, four? No, aliens, Those... aliens. Alien. Oh yeah, there's Alien Three and then Alien Resurrection. Resurrection, yeah. the fourth one. Yep. Um, because I watched all those probably, I don't know, a couple, two, three years ago. I went mm-hmm. through and just watched all of them because I hadn't seen them in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing that I've ever caught that would imply that they're not just a race of aliens, right? That, that are just chilling that out there. Are not big fans of humans, right? You know? So. Um, um, so it's interesting, that's it, yeah, yeah, because he specifically said who created them, not what or you know their where they origin. came from. Right, it's yeah. who. So, um, huh? Now, do they have any release date on the on new Prometheus movie or anything? No, like that? I think he's still working on the script. Okay, because um, that one, I mean, Prometheus I think it's came. called the second one's called Alien Paradise Lost or something. Interesting, yeah, because um, Prometheus came out 2012. Yep. Um, hmm. That's something to look forward to. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, All right, so we'll have to watch that then. Because it's, it's so good. Oh, my God, just thinking about it. Cool. I'm excited to watch yeah, that. Yeah, we'll watch that because uh, it's really good. Um, you got anything else on movies? Uh, not really. Uh, Still got to watch Army of Darkness. Yes. We'll watch that. Yeah, that's uh, right. Because I've been hearing all right things about the show. The show? That's mm-hmm. right. Oh, my gosh. I can't keep up, dude. Walking Dead, we're still, what, five episodes behind? Oh, shut up. <laughs> See, this is, this is the origin of our show. Yeah. I cannot keep oh, up. did you beat uh, Injustice? I didn't beat it. Did you play it at all? Should since... we move into video games? Yeah, we'll jump to video games. All right. Video games. Injustice 
It's freaking awesome, dude. Of course. I love this Did game we, so much. Oh, we haven't talked about it yet. No. Right. <laughs> uh, we talked about... Because uh, I, I started playing it, mm-hmm. but I didn't start the story. Mm-hmm. I'm probably near the end of the story. Uh, it's incredible. I love it. The love that was put into this game is Yeah, it feels so much like a like a passion project like you were saying with the yeah. indie games because it's it seems like it's people who really care about exactly um you know the characters and everything yep. so it's, i uh, said it's exactly cool. before i knew what you were gonna say but that's all right you uh you but i agree yeah we we <laughs> have the same mind <laughs> you knew what i was gonna say yeah um i really i really really dig it there are some really lengthy cut scenes but you mm-hmm. don't even care because it's like watching a dc animated film which I will do any day because uh-huh. DC's got their animated stuff on point. Have you seen all of the animated movies? No, no. dude, there's so <laughs> many. I wish that from the beginning I stayed caught up with them. Um, what was the last one you watched? Did you see Assault on Arkham? No. Did you see Son of Batman? No. Did you see Red Hood? Yes. <laughs> okay. Red Hood was dope. It I was loved really that. good. Yeah, um, yeah, it was so good. So I can't remember what's after Red Hood because there there's a there's been a big string of Batman movies, yes. uh, animated movies. Well, so. they did the year one, year I one think, parts one and two. Was that the one that they did two parts of, or was um, that Son of Batman? No, wasn't that uh, the one where he's not year one, but uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, not year one. Um, what is it, Dark Knight Adventure? No, um, did you say Dark Knight Adventure? Dawn? Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's the one where he's Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Sorry. <clears throat> yes. And they did part one and two of that. Yep. And those were all. Oh, those yeah. were so good. I didn't see those either. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, oh, dude. I know. You praise the movies, but you don't. <laughs> oh. I, well, I know. Well, because every. Okay. The DC animated TV shows. Mm-hmm. Amazing. We talked about them a little bit mm-hmm. last week. Um, uh, but Wonder Woman was one of the first DC animated movies that I sat down and watched, and I was like, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. The Wonder Woman animated movie is so good. Oh, my God. Um, you need to go watch it. Everybody needs to go watch it yep. if you haven't seen it. Stop um, listening to us to go watch seriously, it. Seriously. <laughs> hit pause. I don't even care. You don't even have to finish the episode. Please finish the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that movie's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nathan Fillion's in it. Yep. And it's, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Thinks it's not making a second one, though. Uh, I know. As of right now, maybe it'll change. Me, but yeah, yeah. It would be awesome because I'd love to see more. Yeah, um, it's just uh, that's the issue with sales is it didn't do well. Sales wise, so people. Mind, dude. I, I know. I literally have to tell people about it all the time because even people who watch the DC animated movies and they're mm-hmm. really into the DC universe, um, I'll be like, "Oh man, the Wonder Woman movie so good!" And they'll be like, "Oh, they did a Wonder Woman one." How I'm like, "Skip out." That I don't know. So good. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, um, so I don't know. But that one, that one's easily one of, if not my favorite. Um, it was nice too. It was PG thirteen, so like it was violent, but not. Dude, so many beheadings. Oh my god! I which was... I didn't know you could do in PG thirteen. Me neither. Movies. I know. It was because it was like shadows of heads coming off. I don't know. I think you saw some. Heads yeah, actually, I think there was. Come off. I don't know. Blood. Yeah, but it's, uh, uh, it was great. Yeah, the voice acting was great. Mm-hmm. Animation was awesome. So cool. It seriously, it. Uh, oh. all, all the action scenes are like yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, that that one was really really great, and I love playing as Wonder Woman in Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, she is probably one of my favorites. I love the uh, how specific each move set is to mm-hmm. every character. Of course, the costumes. Costumes are awesome, mm-hmm. dude. They're so great. Um, so yeah, I'm probably almost done with the story, and uh, I'm gonna try to jump online and see if anyone's like me and you know four Dude, years. Dude, fighting behind. games online are the worst. I know, especially at this point when you're so late because yeah. the only people that are left are the gods. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, like going back to Street Fighter and stuff, playing it online, you're dead. Street Fighter's a mess, dude. Mm-hmm. That's oh man. Oh. I mean, I love it. Yeah, but. But online, they um, kill you. Kill you. Yeah. Not you, but like just Oh, probably. Just, <laughs> I'm sure they'll kill me. I die. Every yeah. Time. Yeah, so, um, but I, I love it so much, and mm-hmm. um, it's definitely, it's just so much fun. It's so fun, yep. and everything looks so good, and uh, it's just fun to be those characters, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier, like, because it's a character, like, we watched The Flash the other night, and mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta go play Injustice. <laughs> it's like, this is what I need. <laughs> I need to now be Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that game's great, and that's pretty much it. I, I I don't know. I might pick up Tomb Raider again soon. I need to play something a little more substantial because I know I'm way behind. <laughs> but um, if especially after the two new games that just came out, yeah. Yesterday. Why don't we? What do you got? So Fallout Four. Yeah. 
Fallout freaking four. It's here. It's here. It's in your room. It's in my room. It's you are two floors away from it. I know. I'm leaving. Thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> They're um, not watching. <laughs> thanks for listening. They're watching <laughs> us. They're imagining what we look like. We'll never show our faces. Uh, I bet we're handsome in their imaginations. I bet you are. Was that self-deprecating humor? Yes. I didn't know whether to feel bad or laugh. <laughs> How about you feel bad while laughing? Oh, that's an awkward situation. Anyway, speaking of laughing while feeling bad, Fallout. Um, <laughs> Does that apply? I don't know, because right. it, it consumes you. It's one of those mm. games that you never, ever, 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 ever want to put down. Really? Yeah, I have, I think I have 15 hours into it right now. What? 15 hours. When did it come out? Well, I got it at midnight. The day it came out. So, so Monday night, midnight, Tuesday morning, whatever. Okay. So I played that until like two, then went to bed and woke up and played it all day yesterday. Wow. All day. And then today I played for a few hours. <clears throat> and what's so amazing about that game is there's never a point where you're just like, oh, I'm getting bored of this because there's so much to do and so many different like branching storylines and adventures you can go on and places you explore. Like it's just literally. I think, the best adventure game out there. Really? Because you could, like, I walk 10 feet and I stumble upon, you know, like a base of super mutants, which are, like, just crazy irradiated enemies. So you go kill them all and then uh, you find a dead guy that they killed and he's got a note on him, like, oh, I found the secret bunker to, that has the best weapon ever. So then you go to the bunker. Okay. But it's full of a bunch of guys you can't kill, so then you got to leave and level up and come back, get the bunker, get huh. the weapon. And then on the weapon, it's like, return this to this guy. And it's just stuff that branches off. That you just never want to quit. It's right. like a mystery. It keeps and, it going. Yeah. Yeah. It's such... Oh, it's Bethesda. They make... Um, they did the Elder Scrolls series. Okay. They did the new Wolfenstein game. Oh, did you um, play that? Mm, Was it awesome? One of my favorite first amazing, shooters. But I, I haven't This year, it. anyways. Um, so they're just the kings of making games... Uh, like the adventure games, I guess. Yeah. Just like big universe. Um, like right. immersive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so Fallout, I think, is like the epitome of everything they've learned from everything yeah. before. Because it is. It's like one of the one of the best games ever. And Fallout 3 was perfect. Yeah. So this just like works on Fallout 3 and oh, upgrades awesome. it. That was one of the games I heard the most about mm -hmm. was Fallout 3 that I hadn't played. Because right. there was a while where I was pretty caught up on my 360 games. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I clearly fell off at some point. Mm -hmm. But um, Fallout 3 looked great and everything and it I I played it briefly but mm -hmm. I didn't I you know at friends houses and stuff like right. that um but yeah I, I'm sure 15 hours is not it's, you know surprising I'm sure a bunch of people are oh yeah people have already like beaten it and which is crazy blows my mind that they could even do that but I guess if you strictly follow story you could sure yeah which I never do I think I'm like too I'm the same way dude I almost get stressed out at my own inability to just like complete the story yeah because I know I can't like mm -hmm. If there's a door I haven't gone into, like, someone have I haven't to. spoken to yet, dude, I have to. And my logic is, what's the point in beating the game and then getting the stuff after? Because the stuff you get after helps you with Through the, the game. Right. So what's the point of being weak throughout the whole game when I could just sit there, pick up everything, be super strong, and crush through the story? Right, yeah. Which, I mean, a lot of people could also see it as, you know, why I want to be super strong throughout the whole game. You want a challenge. Sure. And is there a replay mode, like... In Fallout? Yeah. Uh, no, there's, like... <sighs> You don't need to replay it. There's literally <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of things to do. But uh, Fallout, I've never felt too powerful yet. Yeah. I, I have strong weapons, and I'm you know I'm level I think 18 or something. Mm -hmm. um, but the game has no level cap, so you can go to level whatever the max is. Yeah. But they said there wasn't a cap, so. Huh. Um, but yeah, there's no you don't really need to replay it because there's just so much to do even after you beat the main story. Yeah, yeah. It's like you don't want to, but. Um, yeah, the gameplay's great. The the guns they um they've upgraded them and uh, you can mod them and stuff. Oh, cool. Um and yeah, it's just it's really great. Obviously, if you're a gamer, you know about it. Yeah. And even if you're not, you still hear about it. Yeah, for sure. So it's uh, I, I knew it was coming out. Totally, I mean, you know, you just can't stop playing it. It's awesome. Um and then what was the other? Oh, Tomb Raider. Rise Have of you played Tomb it Ra yet? Yes. I so did. you found time to play Tomb Raider and Fallout. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, I got Fallout digitally and Tomb Raider physically. Okay. Um, and so uh, I had to wait in the mail because I ordered it online. So I had to wait for Tomb Raider to come in. But when it came in, I, like, ripped it open and plugged it in. And I got to say, it's the best-looking game I've played so far. Really? Mm -hmm. Like, at all? At all. Ever? It, like, kicks Metal Gear Solid in the gonads. What? Which Metal Gear Solid is literally the prettiest thing I've ever you seen in my life. You love that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... 
they worked so hard on Laura's or Lyra's uh, <laughs> character model that she literally looks like a real person that oh, I want to like touch my screen and rub her face. But I mean, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> she seriously, it's so. I don't know what they did. I don't know how they did it. Yeah. But it's, it's my eyes cry every time I see her. <laughs> like they did the mocap really well, and yeah. the the cutscenes are so flawless. I just can't can't get past it. Does it play similarly to? The last Tomb Raider. Yes. Yeah. It uh, it's it's really if you played the old one, it's mm-hmm. just like you go right into this one. Um, they switched some things around. Um, so instead of like going to collect arrows, you had to craft them. Okay. Um, so yeah, so hunting is a big thing in it now because in the other one it kind of was big at first, but yeah. you don't need to do it once you uh, get a little farther. But, um, yeah, so hunting's big because you need to go collect materials to create more bows. Um, okay. Uh, not bows, more arrows. Yeah. Um. And the story's really cool. Um, I won't talk about it because you haven't beaten the first one. I know, I know. <laughs> um, gameplay's awesome. How far in it are you? I'm probably like two hours or so. Okay. The last thing I did, there was this gigantic bear chasing me, and it was terrifying. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Because there's these slow, uh, there's these big patches of snow you had to go through. Okay. And uh, while you're being chased by it, you have to jump over the snow. If you don't, you start like trudging through it, and the bear grabs you. And the kills when you die in that game... Serious. It's horrifying. Oh man. It's so brutal. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's uh so they're great. They're they're both great and I I couldn't say which one is better out of the two if I had the to. The two Tomb Raiders or the two new games? Uh, the two new games right oh, okay, now. Okay, okay. Uh I think the new Tomb Raider right now is uh better even though I'm not too far into it, mm. but I, I mean the first one's still great though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with games in general and they were talking about it you know to bring it back to that documentary they were Mm -hmm. talking about how it's still something not everyone fully understands even the developers so Mm -hmm. like they're learning every time they put something out so it only makes sense and you hope that the next one is better like the next one that series just improves Mm -hmm. upon the last and that's the other thing if no one buys the first one the second one will never get made right because people don't care about and that was the issue with this tomb raider is that nobody bought the first one the sales were a lot lower than um I think Square Enix. Maybe. Really? Right. Yeah. Um, which is uh, surprising to think. Um, obviously, it got a lot of traction after because everyone thought it was so good. But um, a lot of people think, and I don't know if it's been confirmed, but Microsoft saved it. Like uh, Microsoft put in the money for them to make a sequel. Because right now it's only on Xbox, Xbox One. Oh, that's right. That's um, right. I don't know if it's on 360, but um, yeah, a lot of people think uh, Microsoft saved the game. I don't like nobody knows if they were going to make a that's sequel. That's interesting. I'm um, really surprised because yeah. I remember when that game came out, the first one, mm-hmm. there was so much hype around it. At mm-hmm. least it felt like in my circle, like yeah, um, the rebirth of Tomb Raider is mm-hmm. like, it's massive. Which I don't know why it did. I think it, they were expecting it to do a lot better, the the company, mm-hmm. Square Enix. And uh, it just didn't hit whatever goal they were trying to hit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did fantastic. Great reviews. Everyone loved it who played it. Um, so I don't know why sales are just down. Yeah. Huh. Um, but, um, yeah, they, a lot of games that were, uh, that came out around that time, they did low for them for Square Enix. So maybe yeah. they just had really high hopes, but, um, this one has so far sold really well. Um, Good. there's no official numbers yet, but like everyone I know and their mother has it. So, <laughs> uh, but it was tough cause it came out the same day as Fallout, which is huge. Right. Like people have been waiting years and years for this. It's like Half-Life, you know, like the right. game people are like this will never come out and <clears throat> Yeah, that's heavy competition. Mhm. So, it was tough, but <clears throat> I think it ended up being a lot of people bought uh, Tomb Raider and Fallout. Yeah. But the other thing that kills it is it's only on Xbox. So, mm-hmm. um you know, people on PS4 Fallout on all systems. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh Tomb Raider, I don't know if Tomb Raider was on PC. I bet it was. Yeah. Probably because mm-hmm, Microsoft, you know, right deals with PC question. and stuff. So I don't know how this one's gonna end up, but uh, I hopefully I hope it did good. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the good thing is too, right before the holidays, it's gonna have the next couple months, right? And they have all the bundles be. set up and everything. The so. bundles are smart, man. Mm-hmm. I want one so bad. It that makes me mad though because I totally would have got a bundle if. Uh, you know, if I you did, didn't already have it. Right. Yeah, I but did. you've had your Xbox One for what? Two years. Two now, years. So. Yeah. You don't get that luxury. You I have know. to be like me, way behind on everything. <laughs> See, I, I'm jealous. I, I, I wish <laughs> I had your life. Yep, those are the opportunities oh. I'm afforded for being <laughs> way behind everything. So yeah, if you get a chance, play those games, guys. Yeah, man. Obviously, you will anyways because I might, you're all beautiful. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> As Tim says, you're all beautiful. Right. Um, <laughs> we were talking the other day. I might pick up Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have it if that. you want to play it. So. Yeah, I might. Um, the last thing I want to talk about in video games is we've been playing through Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. Um, the original director's cut from PS1. Mm-hmm. We're playing it on Tim's Ouya. Ouya! <laughs> that is a system, that's yeah, for sure. It's a system oh, if you're unfamiliar. I um, keep kicking the table. Yeah, stop it. I, it's just so kickable. I guess. Like your face. That's messed up. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we've been doing, uh, putting together some Let's Plays on that. Yeah. Or a retro Let's Play, as we mm-hmm. call it, here on the Keep Is Up. it retro? I guess it is retro. Yeah, man. I mean, what, what year did it come out? <laughs> as we were just about to ask. Yeah. I think it came out in 98. You're saying 98? That's what I, I think that's what I said when we first, when we played it at the beginning. Yeah, it may have been. First one to um, find it gets a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want a pickle. Resident I'm, Only one of us should look it up so that the other one can talk. Release. 96, the... homie. 96. Yeah. Granted, we're playing the director's cut. Ooh, so yeah. I don't know. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, Damn, yeah, I did the ex- movie. Ex- 2002, if you want to know when the movie came out. <laughs> ex- explain what the Ooh, yeah is for anyone who doesn't know. Ooh, yeah is, uh, it's, it was an Android-based console. Android being, you know, the phones, like their OS. Yeah. Um, so it was a console based around that, and uh, it was kickstarted um, to be like a console to go against other consoles. Which generation? Uh, this one, the current one. Really? Which is bold. That's, that's for hefty. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so and it succeeded. It did really good. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it did really good. Uh, you know, it, it raised the money and a lot more. Um, so they made the system and it went out and everyone. Not that they hated it, but. They didn't like it. it Stiff it just, competition. It man. couldn't compete against the other the other systems. Right. So um, it basically at this point for me is an emulation console because it's got uh, people programmed apps that are all the emulators on it, which is pretty cool. It I is mean, pretty cool. Having sat up in your room and played it for a little bit, it's I mean you can literally pull up a system mm-hmm. and then flip through what games you want. So I mean you found like Mega Man Legends, right, and like. Other games that you've been looking to download, all the Spyro games, mm-hmm. and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's very simple. You just uh, most of YouTube videos show you how to get the games and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so it's it's cool. It's a really I like this system a lot. Yeah. The controller feels nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's similar to, I guess, an Xbox controller. Yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, it's got the triggers and all that stuff. So I don't know. It's a it's to me it's a great system. I'm surprised yeah. it failed. But I'm also not surprised because what it went up against. Yeah, man. Coming out of nowhere against PlayStation and Microsoft and mm-hmm. Nintendo. I mean, right. But the thing is, Nintendo's kind of its own lane. because Yeah, I know. It's like in between you know, last gen and current gen. And I feel like just... I always feel like PlayStation and Xbox are in competition. But mm-hmm. I feel like Nintendo's just always doing well. Because they are their own thing. Yeah. Like, they, know, um, the Wii had maybe a low point. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I feel like people... The Wii U's having a tough time. Really? It, which makes me sad because it is a great system. You see, most of like my friend circle, mm-hmm. huge Nintendo heads. So like, right, and you gotta think. I think that's why Nintendo's still around is because everyone loves Nintendo. Yeah, it's. Um, but their sales unfortunately aren't doing great. Really? Yeah, their mm-hmm. Wii U. Um, it hasn't beat. Um, what was it? Uh, it was a system that it should have beat a while ago, but it still hasn't beat it yet. Uh, I think it was the DS or something. Really? Yeah, it hasn't beaten that, which that's what they were hoping, that it would at least beat, you know, their older... Now, systems. does that include, like, recent gen, like, or recent versions of the DS? Uh, no, there's, well, there's the 3DS and the DS, so they were okay, projecting right, right. the DS. Oh, all right. Um, but then again, the DS... That's surprising. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's I feel bad for Nintendo because they... They try really hard with all their games and everything, <laughs> but they just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's funny. I always feel like they're for it. on top of their game. Again, no pun intended. <laughs> um, the, um, but the Ouya is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm glad you, you got your hands on one. Right. Because um, uh, it's wicked good for recording because yeah. all it is, it makes all your games in HD. So you can just plug it into a, you know, Elgato uh, recording system or whatever you got. Super cool. Um, so yeah, we can play NES to PS One and yeah. So so that's what we're playing Resident Evil on. It looks mm-hmm. just like the PS One version. Um, like Tim said, it, you know, puts everything in HD and mm-hmm. it, it looks awesome. Um, so if you want to check out our YouTube channel, uh, you can find us at um, the Keep Up. Just go to YouTube, search the Keep Up. Um, you can also find us on Facebook.com slash the Keep Up. You can email us at the Keep Up at Yahoo.com. Uh-huh. You can find us on Twitter. 
at the Keep Up HQ, mm-hmm. and you can find us on Instagram as the Keep Up, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find us on podcast as the Keep Up as well. Yes. Just in case you didn't find us right, right. now. In case you haven't already found us. <laughs> Let me just, uh, you know, it, help it, you with that. At which point, please go find us. Right. I uh, think that's... Uh, that's about it for this week. That concludes our broadcast day. Yes, broadcast day. What if it's night already? What if we've been here for six days? Yeah, I don't even know. What that's what it feels like in Fallout. Six days. Yeah, I feel like I've been... You should see my beard. I can see your beard. You're not real, though. <laughs> You're just a puppet. <laughs> Oh, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, thanks for watching. And uh, they're not watching. They're watching. <laughs> I swear. Thanks for listening, children. Well done. Thanks. You'll get it. Okay. See you guys. Goodbye. Bye.